0: Welcome, everybody, on to on Ignite fire. Radio Live. You are tuned into the four stations of Annunciation Radio with Greg and the beautiful. Stephanie, Schley. that was your cue. The well, hand.
1: After you said "beautiful," I would have felt funny saying my name <laughs> like that. Sounds a little prideful. And third day Of wish, course, Powell. You know, studio. beautiful.
0: He's got a nice mane, nice set of hair.
1: Isn't that a, this is a great song? It's Love a, this
0: song. And you know, as about as political as I'm going to get is this: If our souls aren't on fire, our streets are going to be on fire. Oh, I like that. If our souls aren't on fire, our streets are going to be on fire. And in truth, we really can't avoid politics. It was one of my undergraduate majors, and a simple definition was politics is the acquisition and exercise of power. And uh, what we've got going on right now is either it will be a power from on high or a power from below. And uh, are we not approaching in this Easter season, um, isn't it not all about uh, receiving the grace, the power that God destined us for, uh, the power to know him, uh, he who is the supply of every single need. And we don't want to simplify this. We know played out in the human arena. Uh, we are Bethlehem, right? Uh, each of us, our families, our homes, our lives, Baltimore and the circumstances that are going on there. We have the tragic circumstances in Nepal that we lift up in prayer. Um, we've got the Middle East, uh, the martyrdom of Christians going on. I mean, we are, we're a, a world on fire, and it's the wrong kind of fire. And I think it's because, um, you know, our eyes are fixed on the wrong things. And maybe even some of us, let's just, you know, a reality check. Um, are we often inclined to be spectators or observers of the things we're powerless for around us when that same time could be used? You know, to say, Lord, uh, let us pray, uh, let us seek your grace, let us lift up these people. How often are we caught up, right, in the, uh, the lament of the things around us? But the most powerful thing we can do for the world around us is to receive God's grace alive within us. And uh, just, I just want to read a quote here. Um, we have an awesome, I'll, I'll post it sooner or later, a list of awesome quotes by saints or blessings on adoration and right now we've got an uh, ignite going on at st jerome in wall Bridge. it's for the saint kateri deanery so lift those folks up in prayer very powerful hour of adoration it's all about jesus it's all about him revealing our nature and being present to us body blood soul and divinity and his gaze upon us that moves our souls transforms our souls do we not need him And are we not um, often distracted by lesser things? Anyways, I digress. The quote by Blessed Mother Teresa. Listen to this. In order to convert America and save the world, what we need is for every parish to come before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament in holy hours of prayer. Wow, that's beautiful. That's what we're about with Mass Impact. You know, we are simply servants of the treasures of the church, inviting us as families, busy people, to uh, make the time. we got to make the time to put a flag in the sand for Jesus Christ. And tonight our theme is Ignite the Planet. Um, hopefully, um, you know, if you're just tuning in with us or you haven't gotten the e-blast, MassImpact.us is the way to stay plugged in, the Get On Board tab, and you would know that tonight we have a special feature. We're going to uh, showcase some of the powerful testimonial that took place last week at the Ignite, the very first Ignite at St. Peter's in Mansfield, a very, very powerful evening, over 300 people there. The pre-event is called Spark. It's basically a meal plus a message. And Father Jeremy, you'll hear tonight just give a fabulous stage setting of what we're all about, relationship at the heart of ritual. Then you're going to hear a very wonderful testimonial from a beautiful young 17-year-old woman, Olivia Holler. And hopefully I pronounced that correctly. If not, forgive me. And then uh, Patty Kostelik, who is, uh who gives a great testimonial to how Ignite, or an Ignite-like event, has made its way into the prison system. And you're going to hear a letter from an inmate who is there for life because of murder, but how he has been touched. Again, we introduce the theme tonight that there's going to be power either from on high or down below, right? It's either going to be our soul set on fire, or it's going to be um, streets on fire. And tonight we need to lift that up for God's grace to um, come upon us all.
1: So we call you, along with us, to participate in the ultimate adventure. Not just for a moment, as we say, but a movement. So true. We're in a world, as, as Greg was talking about, and as we see with you know all the news right now going on from the Supreme Court you know to Baltimore and everything in between Um, we are so in need of a world of missionary disciples moved beyond a fleeting fad to an all in faith to mean what we say Mm -hmm. and, and live it out beyond more conviction to commitment to really and truly make that commitment for all the words that we say we are about making this great adventure of jesus christ in the heart of our church accessible Mm -hmm. you know the ignite going on at saint jerome's praying in our family and here at mass impact we continually invite and we extend it sincerely this invitation to just set aside some time whether it's you fill in the blank however many minutes we encourage you just 60 minutes a week to talk and to pray as a family as a community as peer groups as whatever gathering you so choose. And we ask you to go to massimpact.us and download the Live It Gathering Guide and to commit a, a seven weeks or some period of time to, to see the difference, to light the candle that you use um, while you pray and to bring it to an Ignite, which those uh, event times are listed on our website, again, massimpact.us. Greg, you g- shared a beautiful quote by Mother Teresa um, about adoration and her big thing too was calling people together as families to live um, a life for christ and i saw a quote that came across i think it was from catholicvote.org today that said, disorder in the society is the result of disorder in the family and what a beautiful way to order the family but to come together to pray, in particular in the presence of the Eucharist.
0: And let's be and that, honest, that's just that's not just going to happen. That
1: quote, by the way, was actually from Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton that they posted at Catholic Vote.
0: Oh, that's great. Sorry, Stephanie, but you know it's not just going to happen. Our, our families, our home culture, is not just going to happen. You hear the phrase, you know, we can't be thermometers, parents. We got to be thermostats. Um, we can't wait just to be overwhelmed by emotions or feeling. Uh, we've got to kind of say. God wants this to happen. And just as we would feed our bodies physically and our bodies pine for that, you know, our spirits, we need to know that our spirits need to be fed. And we need to put a flag in the sand in our homes and to schedule that time to talk and pray. And uh, that's what we're all about in this mass impact movement. So we're going to right now, Steph is going to proclaim the gospel for this coming Sunday, which is very appropriate. And really consider the question as she proclaims this gospel. We're all plugged into some source of life, we'll call that the vine. We're all plugged into our various vines. What are our vines doing for us? Where are they leading us? In the midst of our circumstances right now, listener, each of us, um, what is Jesus speaking to us?
1: So, Sunday is the fifth Sunday of Easter already, oh my goodness, but the gospel is from St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. And it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples.
0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we come before you tonight confessing our inadequacy. We come acknowledging our weakness, without which we really don't need a Savior if we don't acknowledge our sin, our separation. Lord, we acknowledge that we're plugged into vines where may be, they may not even be glaring sin sorts of things, but just lesser things, God, that that uh, we're looking for to feed us, to fuel us, to fuel our minds and our hearts, to occupy our time. And Lord, as a result of it, we're languishing. We're acknowledging this, Jesus. You see it. We're languishing. And uh, our habits... Keep us going back to the same place, that insanity, God. Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. You see that, God. And right now, you invite us to tune in to you. Not just our words, but you, God. You who are the vine. And invite us to this great intimacy. Not just a fleeting moment, God, but a kind of relationship with you, Lord. So, Lord, speak to our hearts tonight. We pray that all the debris, the lesser things, would dissipate right now that that raging rapids of your love flowing from your heart, that blood and water flowing from divine mercy would just carry away all the debris and replace it with your holy presence. And that tonight maybe might be the first, a new, fresh moment of encounter with you. And we pray it would flood the streets uh, of every place throughout this world, especially these troubled places. And we lift all this up to the glory of your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm going to give you the number, but hang on to it. But get ready, get a pen. I want you to write down this number. Because if you've been doing Ignite, after you hear what's coming up, which again is going to be uh, from Spark this past week, very powerful message and testimonials from the Spark event that preceded Ignite at St. Peter's and Mansfield, we're going to invite you to pray about sharing with us how you've been impacted how has your life been impacted by jesus christ in ignite or perhaps just in adoration what is jesus doing for you maybe somebody out there needs to hear it so here's that number and again uh hang on to it until at the end 877-275-8098 certainly if you're an online person go to facebook and uh, ignite the planet just type that in or um ignite mass impact would be another way so with no further ado we give you the spark uh, messaging and testimonial from St. Peter's Mansfield last week.
2: I have a very, I think, uh, some a brief message, and I feel in some ways called to give it. Uh, last year, uh, after some kind of religious event, I don't know if it was mass or what, somebody in our eighth grade here, uh, who is now a freshman, I think, present in this room this evening, Uh, Said something, and this is the way she put it, I think rather profoundly. She said, Father, I feel like sometimes in Catholicism, we put religion before a relationship. And that's how she put it. She said, sometimes, Father, I feel like in Catholicism, probably could be true of other faiths, I don't know, but in Catholicism, we tend to put, we sometimes can put religion before relationships. And I thought that was a fascinating way to talk about something, a mindset that is very uh, prevalent in our society. If you work with any young people, uh, you'll hear things like, uh, I'm spiritual but not religious. I'm spiritual but not religious. That's a big fad right now, right? Secondly, in, within Christian circles, you'll hear something like, I want Jesus, I want a relationship with Jesus, but I don't want his church. Right? I don't want the, the confinement of the bounds, the boundaries and the restrictions and the commandments and the demands of his church, but I want a relationship with the Lord. Right? And I, what I wanted to do this evening briefly is to reflect on the partial truth of what that young girl said to me that night. It needs to be filled in a little bit, I think. But the partial truth that I think we need sometimes to hear as Catholics. And let me say this as a general rule. If we perceive as human beings the demands of a relationship prior to the love and attraction of a relationship, then we will automatically think of that relationship more as a burden than as a blessing let me say that again, if we perceive the demands of a relationship prior to the love and attraction of a relationship, we are bound to see that relationship as more of a burden than a blessing. And I wrote up, I wanna give three sort of comical um, examples of this, right? So bear with me on these three examples. First, imagine a newlywed couple ask some married friends they know with kids what they should consider with regards to having a baby. And the married couple responds, well, it's great. Beyond the wonderful period of pregnancy and the ease of delivery, there is the absence of sleep that follows for months or years. There's, I'm not a parent so I don't actually, this is, this is observation, uh, oh, you, just now. help me along. The constant inconvenience they create because of their nourishment schedule and then the omission of their nourishment is a pleasure.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: This of course is all before school and activities start. The thousands of dollars you will dish out for that will really be worth it when they don't get a job after college. <laughs> And in between, there's the great time of adolescence, in which they don't know anything, but they think they know everything. Sorry, kids. This is really an exhilarating time. And finally, they will probably marry someone you don't like, and then they could even abandon you as you get older and never visit you at a nursing home they've stuck you in. Doesn't that sound great? second example. Imagine if two of our high schoolers here at St. Peter's are on a first date. That never happens here, but just imagine. And after some initial superficial discussion, the guy says to the girl, well, these first 10 minutes have been very nice. And so I'd like to let you know what you should expect if you date me and then marry me. First of all, I have a lot of quirks. I only shave on Tuesdays. I don't put up the toilet seat. I only eat meat, no fruits and veggies, and I have athlete's foot. In addition, I don't like to travel or to socialize outside my immediate group of friends. You have to put up with my crazy Uncle Bill and my mother who will dictate to us every dimension of our marriage. We gather as a family on every holiday, including Groundhog Day. And with regard to other men, I would expect you not to speak or text with them ever, including your coworkers. Would you go on a second date? (laughs) Finally, imagine your first day of college, you move in with your new roommate. After your parents leave, your new roommate wants to talk to you about his expectations for dorm life. He tells you that he will have the ladies over often that he does not study, and would prefer if you did not prevent him from sleeping because of your study schedule. <laughs> that he will have angry outbursts occasionally, which could lead him to throwing your lava lamp out of your sixth floor dorm window. I don't know if lava lamps even exist anymore. <laughs> they do. they? Right. That he might dabble in drugs and even bring some drug dealers in the room, which could put your tennis scholarship in jeopardy. This may or may not be biographical, by the way. (laughs) How do you think your relationship might be going forward? So remember the principle. If one perceives the demands of a relationship prior to the love and attraction of a relationship, one will experience the relationship as more of a burden than a blessing. The point of all of this is that how the relationship is introduced. If it's introduced first with all of the demands, we won't dive into it. In fact, if we actually do enter into it for some reason, if we're compelled to enter into it, we will always experience that relationship as somewhat miserable and as a burden. I bring all this up simply to suggest that sometimes I think this is how we're introduced to a relationship with the Lord. We are told or formed with the demands of that relationship prior to falling in love with Him. I feel this a little in my own life. Um, I had a significant conversion to Christ in college, but even then, It was because of intellectual truths, uh, moral truths, uh, that that I, in some ways, was drawn to. But the heart lagged way behind, and so at some point I hit a wall, and I said, "I don't love this." And it was because I think I I put the demands of the faith before the attraction and the passion. See, if it's the other way around, if the love and attraction and the passion go first, you will endure all the demands, right? So go back to those three examples. If once that parent falls in love with that baby, they will deal with no sleep. Once that parent falls in love with that baby, they'll pay the money, Right? Take the second example. Once you fall in love with someone in a romantic way, you'll endure the terrible Christmas parties. Right? You're, you'll endure crazy Uncle Bill. Right? You'll endure their corks, the fact that they don't pick up their underwear. You'll endure that, right? Because you love them. Or in the third example, which may or may not be biographical, <laughs> if you actually kind of like the guy, you might put up with some of his shenanigans. Though there has to be lines at somewhere where I had to draw some lines. I'm not saying it's biographical.
1: <laughs>
2: the point is, if you fall in love with the relationship with first, the demands are easier, and they actually become a source of blessing and not a burden. When I hear a student say, I don't need to go to Mass on Sunday because I go on, uh, I go to Mass during the week at school, I know they have learned religion before a relationship. When I hear an adult say, how late can I get there at Mass and it still count? (laughs) I know they have learned religion before a relationship. When I hear someone say, Father, you're going to keep it real short today, right? <laughs> not that I've ever heard this at St. Peter's, but I'm sure this, these things happen in other parishes. I know they've learned religion before a relationship. And listen, this is not to convict anybody. This is, this is me, too. So Ignite, I'm proposing, is a chance to cultivate a relationship. And listen, we're suspicious of Catholics of this personal relationship uh, business, right? Because we, we understand, obviously, that a personal relationship has to be inserted and brought into the community of faith, right? We, we intuit that and we know that. So we're, we're a little even suspicious of the language. But the truth is, before we can be inserted into the community of faith, we need to have that love and passion for Christ ourselves, personally. And so Ignite. Uh, Our evening of of prayer and worship tonight is meant to cultivate that relationship. To, To come intimately before the Lord, present in the blessed sacrament. Say, Lord, I want to love you. I want to know you better. I want to fall in love with you. I want to be your friend. Because if that happens, then all of the demands that we see as demands will be something that we may actually even desire to do. process comes slowly often, but we may actually get to the point that we desire all of those things. And so I would simply propose that to you tonight. Make this evening about cultivating an intimate relationship with the Lord, who wants that relationship. He doesn't want us living a faith that is burdensome. That's the last thing He wants. The last thing he wants is us to be miserable Catholics. Right? Pope Francis is great at talking about this. right? That we can't be sour and dour Catholics. Right? The joy of Christ has to animate us. The only way the joy of Christ will animate us is if we love the relationship. Right? All the other things will follow. So make this, uh, this evening maybe an attempt to cultivate that relationship to speak to the Lord honestly about your desire for an, a more intimate relationship with Him. At this point, uh, I have the pleasure of introducing someone to, who is very uh, dear to me. Um, uh, she's a senior at our high school and she's had, uh, I, as she will describe, a real transformation uh, through Ignite um, and through many other things. But. Um, I'd like to introduce at this time, Olivia Haller
0: you are tuned into a special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the four stations of Annunciation Radio. What you're hearing right now are some very impactful testimonials that took place at the spark event that precedes an Ignite at St. Peter in Mansfield. Now I'm going to give you the phone number because we'd love it if you joined in this great proclamation. By sharing God's grace in your life, you are helping to proclaim that He is truly with us. And maybe somebody in our audience right now needs to know that God is not just a the distant past but that he's active that he's alive among us that he's working wonders spiritually emotionally and even physically in our lives so here's that number 877-275-8098 we're gonna go back to our program and then we'll feature you and now back to our program
3: um, as they said my name is Olivia I'm 17 I'm a senior here before I begin sharing my spiritual journey um, I just want to take a small inventory. Don't worry about raising your hand. Um, It's kind of rhetorical. Just quietly to yourself, answer the following reflective questions. Why are you here? Did you willingly attend tonight's Ignite experience? What are you looking to get out of tonight's event? Is it clarity? Answers? Transformation, guidance, forgiveness. Hopefully, these questions provoke some heartfelt responses. The beautiful aspect about Ignite is that, regardless of your answer to these questions, tonight is capable of producing a universal result a personal one on one moment with God, a moment for each of us to receive clarity, answers, transformation, guidance, and forgiveness. Regardless if we are here voluntarily or because a friend dragged us along, we all have a purpose for being here tonight. I was asked to speak about my testimonial to faith. However, I wouldn't say I've experienced one pivotal moment in my life that could be called my conversion back to the faith. My conversion to the faith was not a single day or event, but a series of them. I experienced what I like to call an ongoing conversion meaning that I'm constantly growing deeper in my faith and discovering new ideas about God, the church, my personal relationship with both of them. Each event where I find myself encountering God, I find it to be another event to my ongoing conversion. If I had to pinpoint my conversion back to faith to one specific event though, it would be the first Ignite that I ever attended. Before I get in my experience, Let me give you a little background of my life before the first Ignite event. I'm sure everyone in this room has experienced hardship in their life. If you haven't, you will. Whether it be death in the family, illness, financial strife, divorce, heartbreak, we'll all experience obstacles at some point in our life. For me, the hardship I experienced in my life was my parents' divorce. My parents separated when I was 10 years old and it impacted my mental state greatly. I was upset with both my parents because no person ever wants their parents to split up. But I was more specifically upset with God. I was angry beyond belief because I thought, how could he let my parents split apart? Wasn't he supposed to watch out for me? Wasn't he supposed to be on my side? Have my back? My relationship with God before this point was nowhere near strong, and after this event it was completely broken. It wasn't until the end of my sophomore year that I began reevaluating my relationship with God and began realizing that something was missing from my life. There was a hole within my heart, or mind, or soul, or whatever you want to call it, that couldn't be filled. Fleeting moments of happiness occasionally filled it, but it would soon fade away. Nothing seemed to fill the constant pang of true happiness. This emptiness continued gnawing at my soul, this void within me didn't subside until the first Ignite that I attended. This Ignite was held in Fostoria, Ohio, and I honestly had no idea what I was even going to. All I knew that there was singing and free cookies, so what did I have to lose?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: they had two of my favorite things, singing and free food, so it sounded fun. <laughs> um, What I did not expect to find was a fulfilling experience that was capable of filling the emptiness within my heart. The first part of the experience was Spark, which is what you guys are listening to right now. Um, I heard a few testimonials and I even witnessed a man speak in tongues. Before this point, I didn't even realize that people still spoke in tongues. I thought that was only something you heard in the New Testament, so for a brief moment, I thought the man was mentally unstable. It wasn't until an interpreter rose and repeated all of what the man said in English did I realize what I had just witnessed. I specifically remember tears welling up in my eyes because I was able to witness such a profound moment. Once the night transformed from spark to ignite, though, was when the real quote-unquote magic happened for me. We entered the church like we will tonight, the lights were low, and we we were all carrying candles to what is called the burning bush. For the next hour or so, we then prayed before God, participated in adoration of the Eucharist, and sang. There was one song called, How He Loves Us, that I remember beginning to cry tears of joys while singing. One of the lyrics is, and we are his portion and he is our prize, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If his grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. And heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves us. How beautiful, I thought to myself. This moment was the moment I realized that God is what I needed to fill the emptiness I felt. All the anger that I had towards God was relinquished that night. I walked out of that church feeling renewed, rejuvenated, and embraced in God's loving hug of mercy and grace. The hole that I felt in my heart was slowly being filled, but I wanted more. I attended more Ignites and was a part of the Junior-Senior Kairos Retreat Team here at St. Pete's, and attended a Catholic Youth Conference in Steubenville, Ohio last summer. Keep in mind, I wasn't a full member of the Catholic Church at this time. In second grade, I received my First Communion, but never continued further with the reception of the Sacrament of Confirmation. Steubenville was the moment that the hole in my heart was not just filled, but overfilled. The conference was three days long of praise and worship testimonials, Eucharistic adoration, and Christian fellowship. On the second night I was there, the entire conference joined in a large gymnasium and experienced three hours of Eucharistic adoration. That entire three hours, I knelt on the ground, exposing myself to God. I saw people slain by the Spirit, I saw people receive holy laughter, and I myself personally felt the presence of God within my heart. Much like my first Ignite, there was one moment where I was so overwhelmed with not only joy but some sorrow that I broke down uncontrollably in tears. I cried for my sins and for the many years that I ignored God's presence and grace, and I cried for His forgiveness. I cried for His mercy, His guidance in the direction He wanted me to go in. I cried out of sheer happiness that He, my Father, was capable of making me feel so full in my life. For years I walked this earth with a hole in my heart, and He was now filling it with mercy, grace, compassion, guidance, and peace. I cried because I knew at that moment I had found my Father, I had found my home, I had found my redemption in Him. Although Steubenville came to an end, as all things do, my fire did not. My fire burned for God in my life. Many events can leave you with the fire, but it's up to you to keep the fire alive. After Steubenville, I was looking for more ways to keep the fire alive. I started attending Sunday Mass, reading the Bible, praying every night, and soon, I figured out my next step towards my father. I was being called to become a full member of the Catholic Church. On October 9th of this year, I'm proud to say I became a confirmed member of the Catholic Church. It was one of the best days of my life. I was able to be confirmed by one of my favorite people in this world, Father Jeremy. My entire family came, and I was able to be confirmed in front of my classmates and friends. After my confirmation, I was able to speak to everyone about why I chose to become Catholic and what I value in my relationship with Christ. If you have asked me before if I spoke if I thought people would be receptive to what I had to say, I would have told you no. But the minute Mass was over, I was showered in love, congratulations, prayers, and questions. People I've never spoken to embraced me in a hug, told me my words meant a lot to them, and some even asked questions in regards to their own faith. It was a moment, much like Ignite, in Steubenville that I will never forget. So here I am now, today, talking to all of you about my ongoing conversion. I stand before you as a Catholic, and although I do falter in my path towards God, I strive every day to be the de- best daughter I can be. Tonight you have a great opportunity before you. Whether you're the best Christian here, you are dragged by a friend, or just here for the free cookies, you do have a purpose for being here. The event name speaks for itself. It, let this experience ignite a fire for God within your heart. Allow God to enter your presence tonight be a part of his embrace, his grace, and his mercy. This event changed my life and I didn't even expect it to. Use tonight to strengthen and find your relationship with God. I pray and hope that each one of you leave here with a fire burning in your soul, much like I did my first Ignite. So thank you all for letting me speak to you and God bless you all
0: you are tuned into a special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the four stations of Annunciation Radio. What you're hearing right now are some very impactful testimonials that took place at the spark event that precedes an Ignite at St. Peter in Mansfield. Now I'm going to give you the phone number because we'd love it if you joined in this great proclamation. By sharing God's grace in your life, you are helping to proclaim that he is truly with us. And maybe somebody in our audience right now needs to know that God is not just a the distant past but that he's active that he's alive among us that he's working wonders spiritually emotionally and even physically in our lives so here's that number 877-275-8098 we're going to go back to our program and then we'll feature you and now back to our program
4: first of all welcome to our ignite service tonight i was very honored uh, when father jeremy asked me to share just a couple brief words with you. Um, It's been several years I've been part of the prison ministry on behalf and a representative of St. Peter's at uh, the prison. And it's anybody told me five years ago that I would be going out there helping facilitate retreats, helping them with their Ignite experiences. Helping Lynn and doing a variety of RCIA's being a part of their services. I would have said no way There is no way I would do that But I felt a calling When we were asked to participate in this program and it's now become a part of my life It's one of the callings that I feel as a commitment to God Appreciate the support of my husband and my family to continue in the ministry, and all of the the folks that uh, go out there very religiously. We all have a spiritual journey, and this is something that I have found has really filled my heart to help to be a part of these men's lives. Many of us are inspired by very different things. We have 80 some ministries here at St. Peter's Parish. So we all have a calling. So we would like to stress and hope that this event helps open a spark for each and every one of you to find your calling and embrace yourself in God's love for us. I have been truly humbled in working with these men in prison. There is no way that I can compare my faith to the faith I see in them every week or in their mass when Father goes out. You see the conversion of their lives. As Olivia shared her story with us, in just opening her heart to God, we hear many stories of absolute torment, anguish, and death being barricaded by many addictions, and a resistance to open their hearts to God. So whether it's through that conversion, whether it's being mentors to new inmates that come in, whether it's supporting them in their faith journey. We had several join the church this past Easter. But being there and to support them, nurture them, help them. So we thank the Holy Spirit. It's a pleasure watching them grow in their faith as we are watching each other grow in our faith here as we continue our evening. I'll share with you a testimony that Father asked at our Ignite Light experience. We've had the pleasure of being able to do several of them out there for them. Oh, what an experience. Have you ever attended that event that exceeded your expectations? Well, our retreat, I attended our Ignite-like Eucharistic Adoration Service. It exceeded my expectations. No, I want to rephrase that statement. The Ignite-like Adoration Service was a mind-blowing and a life-altering experience. Although I had been given some insight from some other people who had attended it, I didn't really know what to expect. Nothing I learned could have prepared me for what I experienced. What an experience it turned out to be. Whenever I reflect on my experience, I think about our leaders for the evening, the outstanding job they did planning, organizing, creating the atmosphere, that allowed the Holy Spirit to work within us, through us and around us, to be present and to make that an ever powerful evening of worship. I knew from my previous discussion with our brothers and sisters in Christ, who had attended an Ignite event, that our candles would be lit, and of course, we had to use battery operated candles for security reasons, but we achieved the intended effect. As I watched the procession with the monstrance which holds the Holy Eucharist moving down the aisle, my spirit was lifted tremendously. Once the Blessed Sacrament was placed for all to see, my spirit was lifted even more. Actually, I felt an inner calmness that let me know the Holy Spirit was present. And in addition, we spent time in silence, reflecting, and worshiping. During the period of silence and as the Spirit prompted us, we were allowed to approach the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, the Body, the Blood, the Soul, and the Divinity of Jesus Christ. As we entered into this silence, my sister stood by my side at the back of the room. Marveling in the splendor of this whole experience, she took my hand and whispered, Shall we go? I knew just what she meant and the two of us fell in lock and step as we walked forward forward, and approached the Blessed Sacrament. We were like two children dancing merrily toward our Lord Jesus Christ. We knelt on our kneelers and worshipped our Lord. As we returned our positions at the back of the room, one by one, others arose and followed suit to worship our Lord. I was so caught up in the spirit of the moment that I returned to the monstrance to touch it again. I must say it was the coolest moment of my evening. The songs interspersed throughout the service were projected on the wall for all of us to see. The singing only enhanced our spiritual experience and made that event all the more special. Since I became Catholic nearly six years ago, I have attended every retreat, every reunion, and every Ignite Light service that we have had. I can attest to the fact that each one was better than the previous one. Our Adoration Service continues this tradition and it was truly an extraordinary experience. Our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of the Holy Eucharist is the great gift to all of us. Ignite magnified and glorified our Lord's presence in the form of the Holy Eucharist. If you have never attended an Ignite, do it. It is an awesome and a powerful experience, one you will never forget. And oh, what an experience it is. George will never leave the confines of the prison. He is a convicted murderer and he will die. But he finds love, mercy, and forgiveness in our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we leave here, please let the power of the Holy Spirit find its way into your heart and to continue your love for our Lord. Thank
1: you. I'm
0: so Steph what do you think about that before answering that though um, rather providential circumstances because it was last week you and I were blessed to be invited to an occasion where the bishop was going to be speaking and uh Unfortunately, Melissa Heichel is one of our superstar. She would never want me to say this about her, but Melissa, you are a superstar of faith who has really ignited um, the movement down there in that entire deanery. And uh, she came ill; she was uh, rather sick. And uh, she's a very competent key leader who surpasses in inspiration and organization way beyond me. And my wife is nodding to agree. So, uh, no, she's really fabulous. And uh, there was no one else to go and be a key leader at this event. So, um, I'm thinking, oh, I got to pull away from our our amazing bishop to hear him, him speaking at this dinner and i it was, was going to be a date night with my wife but uh, i took my son john paul and we drove down the two hours and i knew god had something in store well had we not um had we not gone this would not have been recorded
1: so melissa was the sacrificial lamb is that what you're saying
0: <laughs> well her sacrifice her suffering made it possible Really, had uh, we would not have gone and we would not have recorded this uh, right. been able to, right. to share this with our listeners tonight. Before you comment, I just want to give the number again to folks who might want to call in. We encourage you to call in and uh, share with us how you've been impacted, maybe even in listening tonight. Share with us how it maybe touched you, their words, to even just to bless them to hear how their words touched you. But certainly if you've been to an Ignite. And that number is 877 877- two seven five eight zero nine eight. Again eight seven seven two seven five eight zero nine eight. So Stephanie your thoughts. That was your first time hearing that.
1: Well first I just want to uh affirm what you said about Melissa Heichel. I mean if you're listening Melissa and even if you're not <laughs> um just thank you for all that you do to bring the Ignite program uh to your area down there area down there and just the selfless um your selflessness to do that so praise god for your yes and the way that the lord has used it and continues to use it so my reaction is wow Mm. you know choked up you know listening and not just um, one of those talks of sharing but all three total home runs of grace in the wow (laughs) father jeremy miller My goodness, thank you first and foremost for your priesthood. Mm. You know, the Ignite movement is so blessed by our priests in every way. Obviously, to bring us the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ through the Eucharist, um, to bring the healing presence of him through the sacrament of confession. But let me just say that every single Ignite that I have ever attended, which have been many, (laughs) praise God, (laughs) the different priests who are involved... Involved, just bring such a unique um, way. <laughs> I don't, I don't have the words. But from Be Father fun. Adam Hertzfeld, Father Dave Nuss, Father Michael Danjuran, Father Jeff Macbeth, Father Eric Shill. I mean, the list goes on and on. And each of them, just their hearts for Christ and to bring um, a deeper conversion. You know, Olivia said during her testimony. That, you know, you when you come, it's either your relationship with God is strengthened or found. Mm. And those priests who have been involved through, through their words, through their presence, certainly give witness to that. Um, so Father Jeremy's, uh, his intro there was just... Phenomenal, loved (laughs) and chuckled um, at his analogies of relationship versus religion, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And how uh, loved the the challenge that if we see and focus on the demands of a relationship prior to the love and attraction of that Mm -hmm. relationship, that it is viewed as a burden rather than a blessing, Um, and how true that is, Mm -hmm. and how that just echoed the words of Pope Francis and the challenge that he has brought to us Christians, right, to present that relationship before people with joy, right? Um, loved the baby analogy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with six beautiful right. children in seven years, I think it was years before we got a full night of sleep, right, Greg?
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but if Exhilarating exhaustion and how grace kicks into that. So even as you say that, though, there's a great analogy that, that the love— that, uh, you know, impels our, our marriage just start there, right? Um, and we would say that our marriage really um, was, the sentence was, my life is not my own, my money is not my own, my time is not my own, my sleep is not my own. And with each subsequent child, it was just an exclamation point at the end of that sentence. But it isn't a, you know, a dour thing. It isn't a complain about thing that much of the world looks at now. Oh, gosh, I don't have children or another child, etc. And many are would like to have children, you know, regard that that blessing. But for us, it it was an extraordinary blessing and continues to be an occasion for what? To, to be like Christ, to die to self for the good of other. We don't get it right uh, perfectly every day for sure, and depending on the day. But, and I'm sure our children, if they're listening, are nodding their heads but, <laughs> profusely. But, but the love, right? It, it, right. it is that, that love of God, that the beauty um, of that relationship with our children, with us, and our family that is the gift to us.
1: And so, Father, Jeremy tied that uh, analogy along with a couple others, again, in his just very fun way, um, praying that the Ignite experience would be just that, an opportunity to present relationship um, before ritual, that that, that that relationship has to be at the heart um, of the ritual and the truth in that. And then, Olivia, God bless you. Mm. What a witness, what a heart, what a beautiful daughter of God you this are. This is the Lydia. future of
0: our church, people. 17-year-old. Not just future, yeah. right. present. Our present, absolutely. You know? right.
1: I mean, I get it. <laughs> well, yes, the future, yeah, but thank you um, for being church right now in the in the the way that you so beautifully shared your testimony. Um, you know, she, she joked about the the reasons that she came to her initial Ignite um which were singing and food <laughs> you know good things and it's amazing what the lord uses right to draw us to him those ordinary things and um and how she challenged those people who were listening to her to reflect upon the questions you know why are you here um did you willingly come what are you expecting you know guidance transformation forgiveness and that loved her answer to that that there is one universal answer in Jesus Christ that that personal one-on-one moment with God is the answer to all of that
0: you know just to harken back to the beginning of tonight we're calling this ignite the planet um, which of course is the theme of at Facebook ignite the planet we use that phrase a lot and we talk a lot about the fact that the cross is a great symbol for us and it gives us not only the content of what we're about, the measure of our success, but also the priority. You've got the vertical beam, which means a deepening of missionary discipleship. We've got to become deep first and true authentic disciples, which leads to what? The horizontal beam, which is multiplying missionary disciples. We'd all love to see our churches full, right? But, you know, I'm going to date myself. You could bring in John Bon Jovi and fill the churches, but what does that really mean? You know, so the first step has to be like John 6. Many disciples were following him, but he said, He who does not eat of my body and drink of my blood has no life within him. And many left him. They found that truth too hard. Jesus did not chase after him. Why? Because he felt that the very inside, the very heart, the the few core that he devoted himself to most of the time, needed to make missionary disciples, needed to have that responsive faith that is needed so much today by Peter, who said, Lord, where are we to go? You've got the words of eternal life. So at the beginning, we used the metaphor of fire, that if our souls aren't on fire, our street's going to be on fire. And we're praying tonight that the curfew in Baltimore, that there will be respect and there will be a kind of an awakening, maybe through all of this. But I just want to read this quote again from Blessed Mother Teresa, because it really describes the power of Jesus Christ truly with us today. If we set aside our distractions, our lesser things, and come in His presence, and that's what Ignite is about. Again, Blessed Mother Teresa said, In order to convert America and save the world, what we need is for every parish to come before Jesus in the blessed sacrament in holy hours of prayer. That is our hope and our prayer with Ignite, that every church certainly has adoration of any kind, but there's something special about Ignite in that it's not just an end. It's not just a moment. It's meant to ignite something, a big vision plan of building a community of disciples who will say, where are we to go? You have the words of eternal life.
1: I also loved how um, Olivia talked about ongoing conversion. Too often we think that these great moments are needed Mm -hmm. in order for it to be real for us. And certainly the Lord blesses those lives, you know, in those Saul-Paul moments per se, but for the majority of us it is... um, You know, just that ongoing conversion, conversion, that deepening. But I loved the phrase that she used about an ongoing conversion of both personal relationship with Christ and his church. Mm. You know, you hear it with the personal relationship with Mm. Christ. But I just thought that was really cool. Like, are we just members that that we check in, check out, even with the personal relationship with Christ? But do we see the beauty of belonging in a personal way? to the church that christ founded two thousand years ago very powerful and then god bless patty and all she does in the prison ministry um, in the mansfield and area and reading um george's letter you know i know we're getting uh... short on time here but just wanted you know could comment so much on that very very powerful praise god um, for that to tie it back into this coming sunday's gospel about the vine and the branches, I think too often, even as involved Catholics, we slip into thinking that we are the vine. Yeah. You know, we th- we're doing these good things, and yeah. you know, we throw Christ out there, and you know, but it's more about ourselves or more about what we can do, or um, and kind of get that muddled a little bit. And ignite, praise God is meant to be putting first and foremost, mo- putting first. I can't talk tonight. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Putting Christ out there. How about that as the vine and the graces that come through just showcasing the treasures of the church, the Eucharist confession. So thank you. Um, mansfield area for that beautiful beautiful witness this and
0: let's pray continues uh, all over this diocese as it's breaking out that if you are listening right now maybe you're called to approach your pastor and and call us talk to us about uh bringing ignite mass impact your parish so some announcements are coming in for a landing real quick here first of all go to massimpact.us. put a flag in the sand download the live it gathering guide with your family see the difference it'll make just 60 minutes if you're not signed up the get on board tab again at MassImpact.us you can all check it out yourself a lot of good stuff there in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Amen. Mm. Lord we thank you that you fashioned us for yourself that you made our hearts for your indwelling spirit it's as simple as that Jesus we seek you with our hearts We seek you with our minds and our souls, and we lift up this entire world, our spouses, our families, this diocese, our bishop, our benefactors, for your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We'll be back with you next week. God bless you.